Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler, Ethan Berry. Thomas Overton alongside you once again. Thomas, what's up? It's a fine Tuesday evening. Everything seems to be going really well. Yeah, I, I said what's up because I always say how's it going. Like that's just my trademark thing to say. So I just decided I'd switch it up, see if I could catch you off guard. Uh, another th- shout out to uh, BJ Atarian. Phenomenal job with the intro this week. It's the same intro every week. so <laughs> It's really awesome though, seriously. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we got some football to talk about. Um, not a whole lot has really happened outside of football, soccer. Uh, women's soccer had a huge win. Um Men's soccer beat Virginia Tech. Uh, volleyball plays Chapel Hill tomorrow, so there's that. And uh, uh, so football. We'll start with uh, the game against Marshall. Your biggest takeaway from the game against Marshall, how was it? What was it? My biggest takeaway was uh, rush defense, only giving up 54 rushing yards. It really seemed like in the second half uh, Marshall just decided if it wasn't going to be through the air, it wasn't going to be at all so state did really well taking away the run i think if they can continue to do that going forward into acc play they stand a really good chance to come out with a good record i mean do you think that they weren't running the ball as much because they were losing or do you think it was just i mean state was up what 23 7 at half so you think you're down 16 you're going to come out throwing the ball right but it seemed like to me they didn't even try in the second half it just okay it was passer passer bust yeah well, 23-7 game at half. I mean, there's plenty of time to come back from that. You certainly have time to run the ball. I agree with you. I thought the defense was excellent. I know a lot of people have had a lot of complaints about the defense. I mean, at this point in the season, I don't know how you can ask for much more than what you've gotten. I mean, I understand people are still going to have questions. That's just the nature of the beast. But, I mean, have they've answered each question to the best of their ability so far. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think State's defense is exceeding expectations right now. Um, and uh, especially my my biggest player so far, we'll call it that, within three games is uh, definitely Nick McLeod. Yeah. Especially his play on Saturday. I mean, Tyree Brady only three catches for 25 yards. Yep. And the fumble recovery, I kept watching that. He was nowhere close to the ball when it came out and just his hustle, and he seems to do that every single yeah. play. Yeah. No, McLeod played great. And – uh one thing, looking back at the game last year where Brady had two, 248, something, 250 yards, and uh, all of them pretty much were in the first, like 200 yards were in the first half, then what State did was they put McLeod on Brady and told him to shadow him, and then Brady had 50 yards the rest of the game. McLeod was awesome. I think the secondary as a whole was awesome. Jarius Moorhead had the, the uh, pick six. Um, the linebackers, Jer- Jermaine Pratt, I mean, he's just doing the same thing every week. So you know what you're getting from him. And then uh, Louis Asus uh, got his first start. He was excellent. Him and Isaiah Moore have been excellent in that second linebacker spot. And then you got the defensive line. James Smith-Williams had a huge, huge game against Marshall. And uh, as you said, the, ru- the run defense, I don't know, do you have the stats pulled up there from the rush defense or no? I mean, Marshall only had 54 rushing yards on 22 attempts. So that's two yeah. and a half yards a carry. Right. Um, which I think is really, really good. No, it is. And 
And State's done an excellent job keeping the quarterback in the pocket after the first week. Um, ben DiNucci from JMU really ran ran all over the place. And then the last two games, State's really kept that in check with mobile quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I, I like I said, if you still have questions about the defense, that's fine. Um, but to me, like, if you still don't think the defense is good, then you were never – you were never going to think that the defense is good because they've done as much as you can ask from them at this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, totally. I just think, you know. I definitely agree. Like, could they turn out? Could these three games be a mirage? Yeah, I guess. But here's what I keep going back to. I think this defense so far has outperformed what last year's defense would have done. And to me, last year's defense had a lot of talent on the defensive line and had a lot of seniors and I think what this year's defense improved on was they the athleticism in the back seven. They lost experience, but they didn't lose that much experience. The athleticism in the back seven, to me, has been a huge upgrade. Um, you know, defensive line, obviously it's not as good as it was last year, but there was no way it was going to be as good as it was last year. But where they've gotten better is the depth. Now you have eight defensive linemen that who you trust to go out there, eight, nine, maybe ten. Last year you had five, six. Yeah, I definitely agree that all around the defense looks better this point in the season for State. Um, I think the defense line is doing whatever to expect them to do, but I really think where they've improved is the, the back five, the secondary. Yeah. I think their chemistry is a lot better this year than it was last year. Yeah, I think so. McLeod and Ingram have been excellent as the cornerbacks. And, um, you know, so we'll see. I mean – Look, it's going to keep getting tougher and tougher. You got your first ACC matchup this week. Then you have A.J. Dillon, who, in my opinion, is the best player in the ACC the week after that. And then you have Clemson. So it gets tougher each week, and we'll see. But the bottom line to me is the defense doesn't need to – like, you look at some teams' defenses, like, in the Big Ten. Well, in the Big Ten, if you give up, like, Michigan or Wisconsin, if you give up 20, 24 points, you're not winning that game. No, this, that's team's, right. this team's defense, you hold, you hold somebody under 30, and you feel good about it. Yeah, the last two games, only one one touchdown allowed on defense in each game. I think it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's just it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember last year's defense ever doing that, even against the lesser teams. I mean, is that just me? or? No, I definitely don't remember that. I think State's also done a really good job of limiting the, the big plays. Of course, there was the yeah. one on Saturday for the touchdown. Right. Um, but that's that's all that comes to mind so far through three games. So I think that that's what we talked about in the preseason show, and I think that's going to continue to be an emphasis. So do you agree with me then? This year's defense is better than last year or still they're to be determined? At this point in the season, they're playing better than last year's yeah. defense, but we shall see. We that's still fair. Lots of I football mean, to go. Lots of football to go, but at the same time, you're 25% of the way through. So, you know, right? Because if you get a 12th game – right. Even if you don't get a 12th game, you still have the bowl game. So three out of 12. I just I think the defense has been excellent, and I don't know how much you can how much more you can ask for them. The offense, running game. Uh, my opinion, it was better. Do you agree? Definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not where you want it to be, no. and I, and I don't think. I just don't think it's going to get to where you want it to be this year. I just don't think that's something that's going to happen. Last year, two years ago, you had senior Matt Days. And uh, last year you had junior Naheem Hines, and they each had good backups with Reggie Gillespie. And, uh, 
you know, you were going to have a drop-off this year. I think everybody knew that. But if you can if you can just keep teams honest, like I really liked what I saw from Reggie Gillespie this week. Yeah, I thought he looked a lot better game three than games one and two. Yeah. Um, I mean, 3.7 yards per carry. He, it's not super great, but it's definitely workable. It's doable. He he looked faster to me, and he looked more decisive when he's right. hitting his holes. And, I mean, 3.7 yards per carry. If I'm, I think he had 22 carries for 81 yards. But two of those carries were on the one-yard line. Right. So you're really, you know, so take that out. It's 20 for 79. That's four yards a carry. So, you know. I, I just don't think you're going to get much better than that. No. I also think I, State hit my magic number finally for rushing anywhere. Uh, anywhere for me above 125 as a team. And I think they're balanced enough to still be yeah. to critical in the honest. passing games to keep teams honest. Yeah. yeah. I think anywhere less than 125 a game and you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It also depends on the number of carries. Like if there's less plays, you know, you're not going to have as many carries. So not going to have as many yards, but I agree. It was better. I still think State needs somebody to step up and be the number two back. Um, ideally, for me, it would be Ricky Person. Um, Trent Penix is good. Um, he's a freshman, you know, and and that's fine, right? Sometimes you just got to put him out there, and they make mistakes, and that's just what happens. And Ricky Person's a freshman as well, but I just think Ricky has a higher ceiling. Yeah, definitely. I think Ricky was definitely the number two pack back and still would be if it weren't for that injury. He's still not listed on the depth chart, so we hope he has a speedy recovery, maybe get a few more games. But with the new redshirt rule, there's also that option that he could just redshirt, even come back for, what, two games and keep a redshirt? Three games left. Yeah, he played in the first one. Okay. Based on what Dave Doran said yesterday at his press conference, uh, I think – we could see him back out this week. I wouldn't expect that. Um, he said they shut him down for two weeks, and then uh, so they're expecting him to practice this week. So we'll see. I mean, I don't think we'll see him against UVA. Um, to me, the goal with Ricky would be have him ready to go against Clemson. I'd like to get him some more carries against Boston College, but at the same time, like you got to win that game. You can't just put. I mean, unless the game's out of hand, you can't just put Ricky Person in there and say, all right, here, get some reps, figure it out. You know, there's not time for that in ACC play. Yeah, that goes so. – I think that whole getting ready for Clemson also goes for the whole team. Right. Um, also, favorable schedule for State the bye week before the Clemson game. Right. And uh, I saw too many receivers go down with yeah. injuries this weekend. Yeah. So if State can do better at staying healthy, um, I think they have a good chance – yeah, just to finish up my thought on Ricky Person, if you can ideally get him a few more carries, you know, before then so he can have a little more experience under his belt, I think State would love to go in there with him as the number two back and have full confidence in him because I think he's that kind of talent. Like, he he would be the type of guy that could go to Clemson and, and be a real difference maker, and there's not a lot of guys that are freshmen that can do that. So uh, we'll see. You mentioned guys getting hurt. To me – and this really is a deeper issue with the strength and conditioning. Um, I think they can do a good job of limiting injuries. But then sometimes it's football. Players just get hit. And I think that's what happened on Saturday. Thayer Thomas, nasty hit. C.J. Riley, even a nastier hit. Um, those were the two big ones, I think. I'll tell you what. I don't know if you went back and watched the play where C.J. Riley got hit. Did you? 
I watched it a few times, yeah. Yeah. I believe it was Trent Penix who missed a block. And you couldn't really see what happened that led to him missing the block. But if you, like, watch watch it in slow slower motion, you can see that, like, by the time C.J. Riley was in the screen, like, he, the defender had already blown by Penix. And so it was, you know, it's not C.J. Riley made a bad decision. It was... You know, somebody no, that was that was just football and an unfortunate play for CJ yeah. Riley and State, and that also goes to the the fact that safety committees want to take out the kickoff altogether in sports. Yeah. And we've seen a few rule changes moving the lineup, and in the NFL, I don't know if it's college also. You take a fair catch inside the ten or whatever it is. No, that's a college rule. College I don't also. Know if it's NFL. Uh, maybe I'm backwards. Yeah, yeah. I think but you still, are. it goes to show that they're trying. Yeah. To um, make it more safe, but that that play just the nature of a kickoff. It's just hard on players. So if you were if you were Dave Dorn, would you have everybody just take the touchback? I would not. We can throw safety in there, but I don't think state state's return game hasn't been good at all this season for me. I mean, hardly ever do they get it to the thirty, and it's just not worth it. If the ball's yeah. in the end zone, you might as well take a touchback. And at the, at the twenty five, that's pretty reasonable. I think Maurice Trowell had. Had a couple of good returns. He had at least one that I remember that almost he almost broke it open. But um, he had a, he's had a couple of good ones. I don't know why he I don't know why he came out of the game. I don't know why he why C J Riley was getting that one. But um, you know I thought Trowell's done a good job. I wouldn't take it. I mean, I guess it depends on the kick. It's so tough though to make that decision. Like while it's in the air, like how do you? You know, do you say, all right, if you're catching it inside the five, call the fair catch, you know, or, you know, where do you draw the line? It's it's a tough question, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see State start to be more conservative there after what happened, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Thayer Thomas, um, that was a weird one, and he was down for so long, I could not believe that he didn't have a concussion. Yeah, that was just a nasty hit. Um, there were multiple, multiple plays, passes designed over the middle where the safety just came up out of nowhere for Marshall and made a, made a good, decent play, but it, it just looked painful on, yeah. especially Thomas and then Emeka Amizia. Yeah. I feel like got hit more than once he, on the least, same route, the post route. Way. Yeah. And so. And then they went back to him and he got the touchdown on the same right, route. Right, on the same route. Yeah, Thayer's hit was. It was weird because he got hit in the lower body, and then he, like, landed on, I guess, his shoulder because that's what got hurt. So it's a shoulder sprain and not a concussion, which is awesome news. Concussions are just really scary. But he was laying there for a long time, and I was like, man, we do not need another concussion. I mean, you never need concussions, but, you know, it was good to see Steph Lewis back out there. They're, I mean, if it's a shoulder sprain, maybe he misses a week. I don't know. He's still on the depth chart. Yeah, him and Riley are both on the depth chart. I, yeah. I I feel like both of them might be game time decisions. Yeah. So we'll see. Riley more so, I would think. Because right. Riley has to pass the concussion right. protocol. Concussion protocol. And Thayer's already passed it twice, I think they said, so he's good to go from that perspective. Yeah, it was really great to see Steph Lewis out there, I think, had yeah. his best game of the season so far and uh only only room for him to go up, so yeah. We definitely look for that to continue. I mean State's receiving core is just so deep. I mean that's ridiculously good. I think it's better than the defensive line was last year. But you agree? Maybe? No? It's hard. It's hard. I've always said it's hard to compare players that don't play the same position. 
and that's why I yeah. like golf so much. Everyone <laughs> plays. It's just golf. Um, yeah. It especially in in basketball and football, it's it's too it, difficult to compare. That's a fair point. But my my point in saying that is, this team's wide receivers goes too too deep on at every position. Yes, they're extremely talented and really good. I wasn't trying to take away from them. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Look, Kelvin Harmon and Jacoby Myers are eligible for the NFL draft this year, and they might go. Well, there's a very good possibility of that. But, I mean, if they leave, is there really any concern with Thayer Thomas, Emeka Amezi, and C.J. Riley stepping in? There's I don't not. Think so. There's not a big concern. I mean, it would be – it's obviously difficult to replace players just because yeah. people have – players have different preferences and playing styles. But I think with their backups and then any recruits that are coming in, it, right. it definitely wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, State has a couple good freshman receivers, Devin Carter and Josiah Prov- Provillon or something. Provolone? Some, it looks like Provolone is what it looks like, but it's not. I don't think. But so, you know, those guys will step in next year. But um, I love the receiving core. It's awesome this year. Um, touched on the running game. Ryan Finley, pretty much, you know. Typical Ryan Finley. Par for the course, yeah. Uh, kicking game, we want to talk about that a little bit. I was very pleased. I mean, yeah. three for four on the road and all, what, how many extra points was it? Three? Four? Four. I don't know. And the one was slippery. Someone pointed yeah. out, I didn't I didn't even think about this. It was Chris Dunn's first kick on a wet field without a tee because in high school you're still allowed to use a tee. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So gotcha. that, I mean, it, it wasn't even, it hit the post. So right. You're going yeah. to miss. So. you got to be thrilled with it so yes. far. I mean, you very knew pleased. he was going to miss. And, um you know, three for four. He didn't. He hasn't missed in crucial spots, and uh, or not three for four. Six for eight. So seventy-five percent. That's an extra twenty-five percent. That's an extra twenty-five percent for the last two years. Two years. I mean, that's average. You know, if you're if you got a freshman kicker and you're n- average nationally, I mean, you love it. You take it, and then you hope to improve a little bit each year. Um, one thing I want to touch on before we move on. The red zone offense has to get better. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the execution. But you have six trips to the red zone. You cannot You cannot have two touchdowns. You can't. And you're not going to beat Clemson. You're, you're not, you don't have a chance against Clemson if that happens. You probably don't beat Boston College if that happens. No, you I put think yourself in position to lose to another team. If that happens. Yeah, I think red zone, the magic number is 80% for me. Four out of five. For touchdowns or just scoring, period? I would say for touchdowns yeah. in the That's red zone. That's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, I would say. State's very talented. I just, yeah, some of the play calls. I don't know if it's because State likes to spread it out so much, especially with the whoever's on the outside wide receiver. It seemed like State has a better chance to score a touchdown when they're outside the 30, which is kind of yeah, funny. It's but weird. Uh, yeah. something's got to happen. Yeah, in in the red zone, especially with the run game. And State always – I mean, the run game wasn't really the issue, I guess. Well, they had the two touchdowns, but I don't know. They just got, they got to do something, something about it. You're not beating Clemson. If State's red zone offense is 33% for touchdowns the rest of the year, I'd say it's four or five ACC win team. Tops. Yeah, which is a good year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, all right. Five and three in the ACC is fine. Yes. But to me – and now we can really move on. Seven and one is sitting there on the table, begging, begging for NC State to go seven and one. Yeah, after we I saw some of the scores and games from this weekend. I mean, it's Clemson, and then who knows what for me. And 
the advantage that NC State has over every other team is the quarterback. Right. And it's not even close. Like, is it, who even is the second-best quarterback in the ACC? Well, I think everyone thought it was Kelly Bryant, but he just got benched to freshman Trevor Lawrence, who's been playing excellent, but I haven't seen enough to yeah. say that he's – No, he's good. He's, he's, he's good. definitely he's really good. He's a good player. Eric Dungy, to me, would be the second-best quarterback in the ACC. Okay, I'd agree. At Syracuse. But, I mean, there's just a, such a wide margin. So if they can figure out the red zone offense, to me it's like, all right, the ACC is just begging you to go 7-1, and one, which would be excellent. You feel the same way? I mean, after non-conference, you're sitting here, all right, you know, what what are you going to be happy with in the ACC season? Right. I think other teams are just making too many mistakes for State to say, oh, we can't win that game, or really they should – Teams are making so many mistakes, they should beat them all, but Clemson, in my opinion. I right. mean, I thought Louisville coming into the season, a road game might have been tough. Now, right. now that's a must win. I thought yeah. Florida State, obviously, was always tough. That That's almost a must win. Um, you know, stuff like that. Wake Forest's defense has to get better for them to have a chance. I mean, to me, it's sitting here like ev- almost every team has disappointed this far. I mean, Boston College was good. Then they got smoked by Purdue. Extremely disappointing. Yeah. Then you have Virginia this week, who I guess they're – I eh. I, mean, I mean, they're probably a bowl team. They're de- I think they're a bowl team, especially sitting at 3-1. And, one and in with, the Coastal. With Pitt and Carolina and who knows yeah. what else in the Coastal. Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech, the most disappointing. Yeah. Um. So. It's just sitting here like, why – like, I mean, what would be a disappointment? Would five wins be disappointing? Five ACC wins? Would that seeing, be? seeing that teams like Florida State and Louisville have struggled, yes, five wins disappointing. I think six is the minimum. See, I think five would be the minimum. Because, I, okay, here's the way I look at it. Clemson, you're not counting that as a win. No. Then you have one other game where you're like, Boston College. I still think Boston College is going to be extremely tough. People right. are jumping off the Boston College bandwagon way too fast. Right. But if you can make them one-dimensional, yes. get ahead, and play good defense against uh, A.J. Dillon, you're in perfect position to win that game. But then I feel like there's another team who's struggling right now who's going to figure it out before the end of the year. I could see it being Louisville. I could see it being Wake Forest. Because you look back at last year, Wake Forest was a completely different team in the second half. And I could see it being Florida State. I guess I could see Chapel Hill. Eh, not we'll really. have to see how their their players come. I think seven yeah. players get to play this week. I'm I'm interested to see that that pan out. So those three games, to me, so if you lose, if you were to lose to Boston College, lose to Clemson, and then one of those three teams steps it up, like okay, five wins minimum. Okay, but I, I can mean, see that. Maybe those teams don't step it up. Like maybe Louisville doesn't get any better. Maybe Florida State doesn't get better. But I mean, Louisville, I just. Man, that Louisville game, people – like, Louisville has looked so bad that it's starting to scare me. Like, they're bound to have one good game this year. And who's to say it's not – like, it's probably going to be a home game. Pretty sure it's their senior night. You know, it could be against us. It definitely could State. be. I just see State – Clemson, we can – that's definitely the State's toughest test. And then I think Boston College and Syracuse, I think State wins one of those. Both. They probably. can definitely win both, but – Syracuse is tough, too. If I had to pick one for them to lose besides Clemson, it'd be one of those, what I'm saying. To me, yeah. To me, everybody's jumping off the Boston College bandwagon and on the Syracuse bandwagon, and I'm just – I'm not buying it so far. I want to watch that game. 
Syracuse, Syracuse and Boston College. No. Oh, Syracuse and BC. Yeah. I think that'd be a good. When one. do they play? I don't know. Okay. Well, I think it's the end of the year actually. It but might um, be. you know, I think Syracuse is going to get waxed this week against Clemson. I I don't think Clemson's going to lose two in a row to Syracuse. No. You're right. But look, if Dungy can get to the state game healthy, state's coming off the Clemson game. That's a tricky spot, but to me, like, if you're the mature team that you're playing like right now, that's a game that you win. And I just think physically, like, NC State is just going to be able to be physically so much better than than Syracuse. They don't have the running game yet. Maybe the running game gets there, but to me, that's a game State should win, even coming off the Clemson game. It's tricky, no doubt. And if Dungy – Dungy's excellent. Dungy could win that game for Syracuse. But if he doesn't, then I feel like State should win that game. So that's where I'm at. Five and three is like, okay, you got to go five yeah, and I three. Yeah, I think we can agree State needs to finish above 500 right. in so the ACC. I mean, you go five and three, now you're sitting at eight wins. Right. Like, that's minimum eight wins. And then you have the December 1st game, which could be rescheduled. Maybe West Virginia, maybe ECU. Um, then you you got a shot at ten wins. So right. five five ACC wins – and I think six is is maybe even more likely than five. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, road games are tough. They always are. It's always never easy to win a road game in the ACC or any conference. And um, look, 7-1's on the table, if you ask me. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. If you had told me last year that State has a, has a, be- has a really good chance of improving their record, this next year with all the players we lost, I would look like you were crazy. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know hardly much about this year's team last year. I was just focused on last year's team. Right. But now, like, they're sitting in this position. I really think the coach is going to have them take the opportunity. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Look, if here's the thing. If NC State is building a program, which all signs point to they are, then this is a team that wins 10 games. That's That's where I'm at. If you if you're building a program like you say you are, win ten games this year. The ACC is awful. Yeah, the ACC. I can't remember a worse ACC. And state seems to be equally, if not better, than they were last year, just all around. And I think people really haven't started to notice state because, a, everybody always just remembers what state lost, and b, they state hasn't played anybody. Everybody loves to say that. I mean, state's got to be the only team in the country who hasn't played a Power Five team yet, right? I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. So, to be fair, they did have no, it was West scheduled. Virginia there's, scheduled. There's so. no issue. With, like, I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying, like, right. People are sitting here saying, "Well, NC State's three zero. They haven't played anybody, and they lost Bradley Chubb. So, you know, they can't be as good as they were last year." But look, I think JMU was a good team. JMU could beat a, not even a handful, uh, a decent amount, like twenty percent of Power Five teams. I think they finished almost now almost halfway up in the ACC, the way yeah. the ACC's playing, and, and JMU's I mean, you scoring look at points and points right. and points every game. I mean, they are obliterating teams. They won a game like 72-7, another one like 51-0. Like, they are obliterating teams. And then Marshall, Marshall's probably an 8- or 9-win team. And so, yeah, State does not have a good name victory yet. But, you know, it's not like they're beating, you know. They've, uh, let me put it this way. JMU and uh, Marshall are both a lot better than ODU, and Virginia Tech just <laughs> got lo- lost to them. So anyway, we'll see. I mean, 
I don't think that this is really a huge opportunity because Virginia is not a name brand team. Like people are just saying, so say, oh, NC State beat Virginia at home. That's what they're supposed to do. So, but I think that that might be the story of the whole season. Take care of business. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see how far it gets you. you right. Know? And um, yeah, you want to talk about rankings real quick? Let's talk about rankings. So State was 35th in this week's rankings. They were 31st in the preseason. Explain that one to me. Yeah, I have no clue. I I don't get to vote. I I think they got more votes in the coaches' poll, so I don't really know. It was I think it is really good to see Duke rank though. We'll get off the the state wagon here for a second. I think Duke's playing really well, and I'm glad State. Yeah. Don't have to play them because I mean I'd really want to see it. I really want to see it. I wish they played every year. I think it'd be really great for the area and the no, rivalry. But Duke's playing some excellent football, so. Shout out to them. They, they seem are. to be the only one exceeding expectations in the ACC right, right. now. But if you're going to give – if we're going to knock State for not playing anybody, are you going to knock Duke for not playing anybody? Just because Baylor – I mean, is Marshall better than Baylor? Who would – I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. They, they did beat Army, and Army did take yeah, Oklahoma no, over yeah. time, so transitive no. property. But I'm not saying they haven't been impressive, right. but I'm just saying, like, Duke hasn't exactly gone through murderer's row over here. So, look, if you're going to hold that against NC State, then you got to hold it against other teams too. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. Duke's been impressive, especially without Daniel Jones, their quarterback. We'll see what happens against Virginia Tech. Man, that's a really interesting game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For so many different reasons. But um, I think Virginia Tech will bounce back and win that game. But that, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Duke hater or something. I read something that Jones might be coming back this week, so I don't know. Already? I read something today wow. that he might because the I think the spread changed dramatically this well, morning. Well, because their, their quarterback is out for the year. That's Virginia right, Tech's. Virginia Tech's quarterback. But I still think someone said Jones was coming back this week, but I don't know. Maybe That'd not. That would be interesting. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, so State's gone down in the poll. I don't know how that – you know, whatever. Last year I learned that – Poll doesn't matter. Yeah, it the doesn't bother me because if you remember 2010, every game State cracked the top 25, they lost. And then they'd yeah. win every game not in the top 25, they'd make it back, and then they lost. So since then, it hasn't bothered me at all. I mean, if you take care of business, I think the record speaks more than the ranking. Right, and the AP poll is irrelevant. It does not matter right. at all. It's just a bunch of writers across the country checking the box score and see who won and then move somebody up or down based on that. But – um. It is interesting to see them go down, though, losing all three games. So, Yeah. We'll see what happens. Five and one. If state, I think. You I think they have to win the next two games to crack it? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not jumping ten spots. Oh, no. I was win. asking, do they need to win? Could the first potential game they be ranked as if they beat Clemson? Or do you think after just two Oh, no, no, no. I games? think they'd be ranked by the time they get to Clemson. Okay. I think I agree. Oh. Five and oh. And you have the bye week to jump some teams? I agree. So. Of course, then if you lose to Clemson, you'll drop out. Yeah. Because, but okay, that's another thing issue that I have. How do some teams get credit for having close losses? Like Oregon lost a close game to Stanford. They don't get punished. But then last year, State lost to Notre Dame and Clemson. Clemson was an extremely close game and dropped from 14 to out. Explain that one to me. You're singing the song, my man. I don't. I don't know. I mean – I guess part of it was they were back-to-back, -back and State did not look good against Notre Dame. But I thought they looked real good against Clemson, and I I don't understand dropping out from 14th um, with those. I mean, two yeah. of the best teams in the country, I thought. Notre Dame had the best rushing offense, and Clemson's just really good, like always. So, 
We'll see what happens. Like I said, it's really not a big deal. I mean, being ranked is important, but like these AP polls are, are irrelevant. They don't matter at all. Um, something else that doesn't really matter at all that I'm upset about is the game times. Uh, same same argument, I think, is what some people are saying, that State hasn't played anyone and isn't playing anyone. So, State Virginia. Okay, but Boston but Col people have been singing Boston College's praises for like three months now. And so they lost one game to Purdue, and now, oh, here you go, 12-30 game on RSN. Okay. I understand. I did not expect State and BC to get prime time. I didn't expect a 7 or an 8 o'clock game. I didn't expect to be on ESPN. I expected to be ahead of Georgia Tech and Pitt in the uh, order. Oh, in the order. How is Georgia Tech and Pitt a more attractive game? Because you know that the – is it Raycom or the ACC Network, whatever they're called, right. picked ahead of the RSN. Right. How did they pick Georgia Tech and Pitt? Yeah, I don't know. It, they they must know something we don't know. I think at TV, they probably have all the ranking numbers about viewers in front of them. Um, or maybe there's some deal that Pitt still gets TV slots because they're a new ACC team. I don't really know. All I do know is that I think it'll definitely get better next year. I was talking to someone about this last night. More, oh, There'll yeah. be way more slots open the at, ACC because network. we'll have our – the ACC network will have their own actual TV channel like the SEC network right. and not be banking on local uh, news stations because WRAL local news stations don't want to play a 7 o'clock game when they've got – like NBC, if Notre Dame's playing at 7, well, they're not going to put a state game on at 7 against Virginia when they can be playing – when they have to play Notre Dame. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just not enough times no, right now. And I agree. With the ACC network, that'll add an extra three time slots. Yes. And if there was an ACC network, this would have 730 on the ACC network written all over it. Yes. But whatever. I mean, I just don't understand. How did Georgia Tech and Pitt get picked over Boston College and NC State? Like, here you go, NC State. You've got – here's your – you've got a 3-0 and record. Should be 4-0. Against a 3-1 and team, if we're talking Against this week. Against a 3-1 team who was just ranked. NC State, you're getting votes. You have a first-round quarterback. Here, here's the worst TV slot in the entire conference. I guess at least it's on TV, even though it has to be. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. I mean, if it's on RSN, like at least make it an afternoon game or a night game. I did read that. That I think I don't understand. I haven't seen an RSN game at three thirty. I don't think this season. I someone put that on. I Twitter. thought they were like, usually at three thirty. That's what somebody said. They said, "What happened to the RSN games at three thirty? And the sports writer said, "That's a great question." So, there's another mystery. That so that 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 upsets me. If we're if you're gonna stick us on RSN, at least. Give us an afternoon game. And if you're going to stick us at noon, at least put us on the ACC Network or Raycom or whatever it's called. Because, look, a lot of people are cutting cable. When I was in high school, we didn't have cable. So I couldn't watch. If there wasn't a game on WRAL, if there wasn't a game on WRAL or NBC or Fox, I couldn't watch it. So I would not be able to watch this game. And instead, I would be stuck having to watch Georgia Tech and Pitt. And there's a lot of people who are cutting cable. And they won't be able to watch the game this week. They'll be stuck with Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a circus wagon as far as TV times go. I'm gonna double um, check the schedule and make sure that it is Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh that are, okay that took the spot. But like I that's that's my point. I didn't expect. I expected a noon game to be completely honest. I just did not expect RSN. Yeah, the thing that the thing that frustrates me it's not. It's not as much like, oh, everyone has to wake up early, which that's disappointing, but that that's just part of football. It's that one state doesn't seem to be getting the respect of some other teams. And also, 
it dramatically takes away from home field advantage, in my opinion. It does. No, you're absolutely right, and it hurts recruiting. It's actually Syracuse and Pittsburgh, not Georgia Tech, but same difference. Probably. I can almost see that. Almost. Syracuse and Pitt? I just don't like the lack of primetime games. And Joe Giglio tweeted this out yesterday. The lack of primetime games is just a killer. Yeah, State, since 2013, four home games, and three of those are on a Thursday. So once Four home games after seven, is that correct? Four home games in between seven and eight, yes. And three of those are on a Thursday, which they have to be starting at seven. I don't think you're allowed yeah. to play any earlier or later. And so one game in, what is, five seasons that's on a Saturday that starts at seven in a, in a Power Five conference against quality teams, Clemson, Florida Louisville, State. Florida State, Every year. Yeah. And here, here's the thing is, like, I don't expect State to be on primetime. Like, when you're bad, you can't expect to be on primetime. I just don't think if you're bad, you just, get, you just get your TV slot and then you, you know, go do whatever. You, you just deal with it. State, has, State was not bad last year. State is not bad this year. State has been this, was the second-best team in the ACC last year. Might be the second-best team in the ACC this year. And – all of your home games are at 12 o'clock? I mean, how is, like... Yeah, State was, we'll say, bad in 2013. The rest, like, decent or good, especially yeah. last year. And then only the one the one game on a Saturday. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't make that much sense to me. And Fred Demarest tweeted out, like, he tweeted out a bigger, like, a bigger time frame. So State's primetime look, games look better. But every year, State had two 6 o'clock games at the beginning of the season. And they were on online, so like those games don't count. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't count so those. That's because TV. There was not a TV option to pick state up. So it just uh, that was before all the. And it hurts. And like you said, it hurts the fan atmosphere. It hurts recruiting. There's no doubt about that. If a if there's a recruit who's going to visit Virginia Tech, and oh, he's able to visit when they have a night game against a bad team on national television. On national television. And then State's over here, oh, they're State's playing a good game, but, oh, for some reason it's at 12.30 on Who's He, What's He Network. Like, I, I just – Yeah, it, it I hurts. have no answers it for hurts. you. It does hurt. And, so. you know, it's re- in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. The crowd is probably going to show up probably a little ticked off that it's another noon game. And maybe the crowd will be more rowdy than usual for a noon game, but – We'll see. I mean, what do you think? Okay, hypothetical question here. The Florida State game. Let me double check my stats here. Where do you see the? What time do you see the Florida State game? What's that? November third, Saturday. It really depends on how many games they can. Right. Okay. So. Where both teams can win before we get there. How many games is that away for State? Four. Hold on, I'm checking. So I think State would be six and one, going into that game. Yeah. So if State's. If state's six, six and, and one, one, and what do you think Florida State? Okay, could be but here's the four the, and four. Here's the hang-up: is it would be announced after the Clemson game, so you'd probably be five and one. So if state's five and one when that game gets announced, I think it all depends on where Florida State is. Let's say they're four and four. Opinion. I mean, is that at least a three thirty game? I think it almost has to be. It also depends on who else is playing that week. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, it's just too far ahead. I just. Uh, uh, okay, I'm done with it. Um, let's talk about UVA for a couple minutes. Uh, they've got a mobile quarterback, 
Bryce Perkins. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, Bryce Perkins. Um, what we said about after Eric Dungey, State's defense being able to keep quarterbacks in the pocket, if they can do that again this week, the defense is going to play really, really well, I think. I agree. And and I'll go back to it. Virginia hasn't played anybody. Like, people keep saying, NC State hasn't played anybody. Who has Virginia played? They played Indiana, and they lost. They beat Louisville by four touchdowns. My high school team could beat Louisville. So, you know. I think this is a game State should win. I don't think it should be particularly close. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, look, I don't expect State to win by three or four touchdowns. It's an ACC game. 14, 17 points. Yeah, I think that that's almost on. Yeah, that sounds good. I think State, obviously, if you can control the turnover margin like they did this weekend. Yeah. Um, that's and a then, big X, X factor, by the way, going forward. Yeah. If you could, State did not force turnovers last year. If you can force turnovers, that co- that covers up a lot of deficiencies. Yep. Also, I think uh, special teams, especially in ACC games, just special teams do what special teams do, take care of business, and uh, there's something you don't have to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mobile quarterback, you're going to have to keep him in the pocket, make him beat you with his arm. I don't know if he can do that or not. I guess we'll find out. Um, I like State in this game. I don't. I mean, this is a game. If you're, I keep, I said it earlier. If you're, if you're a program, you're winning this game. Yeah, this is almost a must-win in easily. my category. Not, Not easily, but definitely, obviously, doable. I Every mean, game's a, doable. It's a home game against a co- against a coach in his what, like third year. So to me. And it's not he's not at a football school or anything like that. I just think State should State shouldn't have any issues this week. It should I think it should play out similar to the Marshall game, to be honest. Yeah, Marshall gave State a little scare there after the, the touchdown on the yeah. kickoff. But State return. was in control that whole game. Yeah, but State State responded extremely well, way better than I thought they were going yeah. to on the next drive. That what, had touchdown disa- and then what? Pick six and that was it. it that was, had disaster written all over it. Yes. After that scoop and score. They looked extremely mature after that play. Yeah. And I was very impressed. So, I don't know. You got a score prediction? I think this one's in the higher end scoring. Uh, well, at least for state. I don't know. I, I'd say like 35, 24, something like that. Yeah, I was thinking 41, 24. Okay. So, I don't know. This is just, I keep going back to it. If you're a program, if you're the program that you say you are, You've got this. They've. I think they've got it. I think yeah. so too. So. Um, anything else? I mean, I had a couple of good rants this week. Uh, We're proud of you. Thanks. So. Um, we continue to look for the run game to improve. One yeah. of, one of these games is going to be a breakout game. I can just feel it. Two hundred rushing yards for the team. You that's think? that's going to be an awesome day. Oh yeah. How for are you going to get two hundred yards? Is it going to be like a? It's good. It's going to be Gillespie for over a hundred, and then maybe a few end arounds. Trent Pennick steps Myers. up. Yeah. Hey, a QB scramble. I don't know. I think Ricky Person is the one to keep an eye on. Okay. Get him healthy. Yeah. Um, keep the team healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, it's almost at this point, it's like you're, like. Kind of like West Virginia, the first two weeks were about preparing for West Virginia. Now I think it's almost like, okay, now we're preparing for Clemson. 
But you can't look at it that way. You definitely can't look at it that Boston way Boston or College advertise is, it that way. Right. Boston College is a lot tougher. Yes. Boston College is a really good team. And every game every game's going to be mentally tough. It's That's just the way the ACC is. So, so uh, you've, I've got State 41-24. You've got them. Um, 35-24. 35-24. Hey, anyway, I'll say 38. Maybe we'll make 38, a field goal. Make a field goal? Yeah. Chris Dunn make another field goal. Yeah. Anything else? Soccer team plays Louisville on Friday night. That's a, like a top ten matchup, I want to say. Volleyball team plays UNC Chapel Hill tomorrow. Basketball practice started today. Yep. Probably going to have to start getting into basketball. And baseball had a scrimmage. Baseball had a scrimmage. And they're going to South Carolina this South weekend. Carolina this weekend. Yeah. So. so, yeah, things are happening. Things are happening at NC uh, State. Anything else to add? Not this week. All right. That'll do it. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.